Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Exodus chapter number 13, I want to just share our heart tonight with a few verses, six actually, beginning at verse number 17, Exodus 13, verse 17. In context, as you find in the passage tonight, uh, the children of Israel are fixing to be led out of Egypt, and uh, by the way, they were in Egypt a long time, hundreds of years that they had been there. Um, Joseph had started it with, uh, as God raised him up under Pharaoh and took care of the people of Israel and fed them through the many years of famine. And they had lived in uh, the little city of Goshen just outside of Egypt direct. And there they had been for hundreds of years. Now what Joseph knew was that God would lead them out one day. Um, He ultimately knew that God would have to lead them out. And so he'd given instructions on how they were to take his take his bones with them when they left. And um, I just want to read to you six verses tonight, the remaining of the chapter, verse number thir- or chapter number thirteen, verse number seventeen. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, And you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night, from before the people. Father, we pray that you'd open your word to us as we open our hearts to it. We pray we receive it. The Lord would do what it's meant to do, and that's to change us. Lord, remind us of the things that we likely know but have forgotten, in which the flesh, Father, simply loosens and turns turns loose of. Help us, God, to retrieve it. Lord, that it might be within us a great burden, a great moving of heart. Thank you for your faithfulness, and we pray for the unction as we confess our inabilities are many, our weaknesses are great, and we lean, God, into you asking for liberty and unction, Father, to do what must be done. Speak to us, we pray. Help us, we humbly ask, as we pray it all in Jesus' great name. Amen. Just three thoughts I want to leave with us tonight, and and we'll uh, we'll do our best to keep it at that. 
God led the children of Israel out of Egypt, but everything in the Old Testament is meant for, I believe, a a shadow or a or a showing of what Christ would do ultimately for us as well. Egypt is always in representation of of something been sin. As we think about what Egypt represented in that day, the bondage in Egypt to us today, it simply is the bondage of sin. People have been captured, apprehended, bound by sin, unable to be freed from it ever since uh, Adam and Eve fell in the garden. But certainly since Christ rose from the dead, there's been a remedy from that bondage. There's been a way that men and women could have, could escape that bondage and how grateful that I am that Christ was the deliverer. In that day, Moses was the deliverer. God had called him, set him apart, picked him, chose him, and sent him to Pharaoh. He had to have some help, but he sent him unto Pharaoh, and he said, let my people go. You'll remember the story in the book of Exodus how that uh, God or Pharaoh didn't let the people of Israel go, and God sent uh, a, a culmination of 10 different plagues, all of, all of them uh, awesome in wonder, if you've ever read about them, and terrifying. I'm grateful to God I wasn't an Egyptian or a Jew back then, but I'm grateful as I read them that what it says to me is that God will do whatever it takes to deliver his people from sin. And uh, as we find ourselves in chapter number 17, God had, had brought them to the place that the Passover had taken place. Uh, the death angel had come through Egypt. Finally, uh, Pharaoh had submitted and, and said, get out of here and take every, all of your stuff with you and here, take a bunch of ours. And as the people of God left Egypt, uh, they set out on a journey of faith. Now, they didn't know where they were going for sure. I believe they understood that God was leading them to a better land. I believe they understood by the promises that God had made to Abraham that he had promised them a land, a land that flowed with milk and honey, the promised land, and and God was going to lead them there. And uh, as we look at this particular passage, I just want to take it in twos and two verses at a time and just give you uh, hopefully a thought for all of that. But uh, the message tonight is, is that God delivers out of bondage. And that's the premise, that God delivers out of bondage. And we're certainly grateful for that. And, and, but that's not why well, I'm not going to preach on God having delivered you out of bondage. I hope you get that part. But what I do want to say is that when God does deliver, it doesn't always seem like the right way. That sometimes God does things that to us are unorthodox or they're not, not really how we would do it if it was in our hand to do. That God leads us out of things and he does so according to his own will. But may I say that God is all-seeing and he's all-knowing and God is able and in every circumstance and will do right by you and by me. And when he leads us out of bondage, whether it be addictions of life or troubles or or problems or simply valleys that we're stuck in, when God leads us out, I can assure you today that you can trust where he's leading you. But let's look at the word of God. Number one, is it? and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although 
that was near. I want you to know tonight, or at least be reminded, that God doesn't always lead us in the simplest way out. When it comes to delivering his people out of bondage, God doesn't have to do anything our way, by the way, but he does what's right by us. And God led the children of Israel out of Egypt, but he led them into a certain way. He led them out of the way. He didn't lead them through the land of the Philistines, knowing that would have been the shortest route. It would have been the easiest way to get from where they were where they were to where they were going. But God led them a different way. Man, uh, say to us tonight that there's always something that we're worried about. Every time that God's working in our life, we may uh, be consumed sometimes about why in the world is God taking me this way? Why has this happened in my life? Why is this road leading this direction? And we don't always have the answer. But may I say that even though God doesn't always lead us in the simplest of ways or the shortest of ways, I can assure you that God leads us the right way and that's what we really need and to remember tonight that in every deliverance our God will lead us in the right way how often will we get to the place where we wonder God what are you doing and why are you doing it like this why do I have to travel this way but oh how grateful I am that when we get to the end of the journey we can look backwards and see that all the while God had it under control that he was doing just exactly what needed to be done and likely there were great purposes for it. The Bible said that he didn't lead them through the land of the Philistines and he told us why. Now often when it comes to you and I and God delivering us out of our troubles, he don't tell us why. (laughs) Amen. You know, I'm glad sometimes he don't tell me why. (laughs) But oh, how we look at Uh, what he did for the children of Israel. And what he said was, is if he had taken them through the land of the Philistines, they would have wanted to make war against them. And that the children of Israel, they wasn't ready for war yet. And the Lord knew that. Did you know today that if our enemy out there wants to make war with us, that God's leading can be all the way around them. He won't take us through anywhere that we're not prepared to go. God won't lead us into a situation that we're not prepared to to succeed in, brother, God won't take you out of something if he don't have a plan to deliver you in the end. God could have taken them through the Philistines and could have handled the Philistines, but what he recognized was is that their heart might still be faint that the people of God, that their faith was small and they were walking by faith, I can assure you. they were When they left Egypt, they left on two counts of faith. One was is that God was going to take them somewhere and the other was is that they were never, ever going back. And that counts of faith, amen. And when God leads you out of something, I want you to know that though we may not understand the course, your God can see the finish line. He can see the obstacles in the middle and every valley and every avenue and every way that he takes us, I can assure you that God is doing right in our lives. No reason to mistrust him. He's never failed us yet. God is a deliverer. Number two, as we look at verse number number 19, the Bible said, and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, Lord will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey 
from Succoth and encamped and ate them in the edge of the wilderness. I want you to consider tonight that when God leads you out of something, uh, that he probably won't take you back to it. When we leave bondage, I believe the intent of the Lord is forever. I don't believe he intends for us to go back into what we've been enslaved in. You'll find plenty of encouragement in the New Testament from the Apostle Paul concerning this, that when we leave those those unrighteous deeds of, of the flesh, when we are delivered from the power of death, through sin, when we're born again and set on a new path, when God delivers you out of the bondage of that sin, may I make a statement tonight, he does not intend for you to ever go back there, for you to ever return to that Egypt, for you ever to go back to that place that he's delivered you from. Amen. When they left Egypt that day, Moses told them, said, get the bones of Joseph because we're not coming back. We're not coming back to this place. God is leading us out of here and we'll never be back to Egypt. I want you to know that there's a grateful encouragement to me as I think about the intent of God when he delivered me from sin. I am grateful just to be reminded tonight that he did not intend for me to ever be in bondage by sin again. He's delivered me from the law of sin and death. He has set me free from the the very works of that unrighteousness. He has made me his own and imparted his own righteousness unto me. And brother, there's no reason to go back. The Bible said that it's important that we always go forward. That a man looking back wasn't, wasn't worthy for the kingdom of God. That a man that wasn't willing to hang on to the plow and keep going forward, a man needs to challenge himself. I'll tell you right now, if God has directly delivered you out of the bondage of sin, friend, there is nothing back there for you and I. Moses said, get Joseph's bones. We're leaving here and we ain't coming back. We're not coming back. What God is doing in your life when he delivers us from the bondages of sin, when he delivers us from the trials of life, is to leave them behind. They're nothing more than directives that help us as we remember God's great deliverance in our lives. And God God led them out of Egypt. May I say that they never went back. Now, I also need to qualify that there was times they wanted to there was times they wanted to there was times when they got in the wilderness that they murmured and they said I wish we were back in Egypt isn't that just like men and women today isn't that just like us amen to get to experience the deliverance of God from the bondage of sin now listen they were suffering horrifically in Egypt The taskmasters had put them under the greatest of loads and they were suffering. Every man, every woman, every child was under great grief and yet here they were out in the wilderness, God providing manna for them every morning, providing for every need that they had spiritually, everything that they needed, God was doing for them. He had led them away from their own taskmaster and yet within their selves, some of them wanted to go back. But you know what? Moses never went back. Moses never went back. They were, some of them died in that wilderness because they were unwilling. And what the Apostle Paul said in the book of Hebrews was is that they didn't enter into the promised land. You know why? Because they did not believe. 
They didn't go into the promised land because of unbelief. God had done the work. God had performed the task. God had made it possible for them to be set free from their bondage, but they were never delivered into the promised land because of their own unbelief. There were one time that God opened up the the, the earth and, and swallowed a bunch of them right straight into the pit of hell. They didn't even have to die. He just opened up the earth and God took the entire family of Korah. I believe it was thousands of people. And right into hell they went and he shut the earth back over them. I don't know about you today, but I've been set free. And I don't want to go back. As I look at the journey, I may look back and say, well, God took me the long way around. There were times when I didn't know what he was doing and there were times and seasons of my life when the direction that God was taking me, I couldn't explain to you. But I can look back now and I can say to you that it's all good. Every bit of it was for a purpose and every bit of it was the will of God and as we surrender to the the very promise and the work of God, all of these things bring us out of Egypt into that free place where we can declare as the apostle Paul did in, in his word that, that we've been set free from all condemnation. I've been made free, and even though I don't understand every journey or every direction that he takes me, I can tell you that they're all good, and he does it for a reason. Number two, I can tell you that when God sets us free from it, he don't intend for us to go back. Consider that now. I'm not sure what you're looking for, but if you're looking back into the world, you might find yourself in the same place as the disobedient in the day of Moses. You might find yourself missing the promised land. You might find yourself having never been delivered yet to start with because you live in unbelief. Listen, if you want to go back to that bondage, you likely have never been born again. You've never been saved. How grateful I am that when they left Egypt, they didn't intend to go back. There was no plan to return. Lastly, verse number 21, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. I believe the only time you'll find that that the pillar changed position was when the Egyptian army approached from the from the backside and and Pharaoh intended to wipe them all out. You remember the story how that, how that once they had gone that God hardened Pharaoh's heart again. You say, why in the world would God do that? Why in the world would he add more distress upon the people of God? Here they were already out in the wilderness by the Red Sea. Already they were in a position they'd never been in before and here they were uncomfortable about what was going on and yet God was leading them and then God goes and hardens Pharaoh's heart. You know what? We, what's exposed right there is that they were afraid to begin with that they hadn't trusted God, that they hadn't truly believed. And here we find that God hardens Pharaoh's heart and he brings Pharaoh from the back. Here he comes trying and very intent, I believe his intent was to destroy them all. And yet what we find is that God did something different that day. God did something different that day. The pillar of cloud that was before them, the Bible said that it went around to the back and it separated Pharaoh from them. Aren't you glad that God can do anything he wants to do? That he can help you in the time of need. My point on this one is simple. God leads us where we go.
He don't drive me anywhere. He leads me. He's a shepherd and I'm a sheep. He tells me as he calls and, he, and he, he leads the direction. You see, God went with them everywhere they went. God's not taking me somewhere that he's not already gone. It's his steps that have crossed first before mine ever get to the place where I see that promised land. He has brought me through that place. He has led me all the way. The Bible said there that God gave them a miraculous sign. It was a physical sign, a wondrous sign. In the daytime, they had a cloud, a pillar of cloud. And I've tried to imagine what it was like, but I suspect that it was quite some wide and it went very high in the air. I believe it went high enough to shield the sun, the burning sun from them. And I believe that the pillar of cloud by day was something that two and a half million people could see from anywhere they were in that band of moving people. They could look ahead of them and they could see out there was the presence of God leading them the direction that they needed to go. And I believe that that very emblem, that very pillar of cloud by day was so large that it would block out the sun's hurtful rays and the heat against them that they might not only be able to see it but they can feel it they could experience and everywhere from any place in that band of people they could look and they could see out in front of them god was leading the way and do you know what he never removed that pillar from them for 40 years that pillar led them through that wilderness Forty years around in a circle, they followed that pillar of cloud. Every day, they followed the, they followed the pillar of cloud by day, and they also followed the one by night. The Bible said that there was also given unto them a, a, a pillar of fire by night. Now, I thought about what, what a wondrous visual that this would be. Now, now, they got to see this every day. Every day, if they woke up just before dawn, they would see that, that, that fire that had been burning, that pillar that went way up in the sky so that everybody could see the power of God there. As they saw that and as dawn would approach, as that fire would diminish and then suddenly a cloud would appear. Every day they saw that miraculous thing take place. Every day they were able to experience the leading of God for his people. Well, I'm going to say to you today that, that God always leads his people. He's never not led his people. He's never not taken us where we need to go. And you say, well, I wish we had a pillar of fire and a cloud today. Oh, I could follow that. I've got something that's better. As I thought about what those would represent today, the cloud... And the fire. I thought about what Jesus said. John the Baptist said concerning Jesus. He said, he said, I baptize you with water. He said, but there's one coming after me that'll baptize you with fire. There's one coming after me that's going to anoint you with fire. Oh, thank God for the Holy Ghost and fire. Thank God for that power that works in our lives. And the Bible said that the Spirit of God, it leads us and it guides us. You see, the Spirit of God is doing the work of God for us. He led the children of Israel and he'll lead you and me. The Spirit of God and the fire. But then we have the cloud, that comforting help from the hurtful 
sun and the heat from the sun, that that very thing that brings comfort to us and, and secures us and keeps us and, and gives us something to follow in the day. Friend, we've got the word of God that is ever, forever settled in heaven. Every word meant for you and I, every word a comfort to our soul, every one of these a means of rescue, as something that we can follow, something we can get behind, and something we know is true. When everything else in this world is upside down, the word of God is true. When it comes to leading us out, God's the only one really that can do it. He was the only one that could lead Israel out of Egypt. And he did so on a path that they wouldn't have chosen, but he did so because that was the path they needed. They couldn't endure the other path. And so he made sure to take them that one. He made sure they knew they wasn't going back when he led them out. And ultimately, he made sure that they could see him and that they knew he was leading them. They simply wasn't striking out on their own trying to make it. I don't know if you get that way, but I do sometimes. I get that way, and I feel like sometimes I'm all alone. And I feel I say, God, where are you? It doesn't take long for the Holy Spirit and his word to show me just exactly where he's at. He's always out in front of me. He's always in front of me. Say, why? Because he intends to lead me. He's trying to keep me going the right direction. And if I'll keep my eyes on him, friend, I'll never be back in Egypt again. I'll never go back to that place. Come get us home. I don't know your heart tonight, but I know this. If you get stuck in sin, it'll take God to get you out of there. I can give you all the testimonies of so many in the room who've been delivered, right? We could every one of us line up here and tell you how God delivered us out of it. But you know what? You're going to have to just go with God. You're going to have to believe just as they did. And you're going to have to follow Christ. You're going to have to follow Christ out of that, that desperate place of bondage that you're in. But he can deliver you. He can deliver you. You say, well, it's an odd means. I really wish we didn't have to go to the altar to pray. Well, guess what? You don't have to go to the altar to pray. You can get saved right where you are if that's what it takes. But if that seems to you an odd journey, I might suggest that God often takes us on odd journeys. The first question you see is whether or not you'll believe him for it. Even though it's odd, even though it's contrary to the flesh, even though your flesh says, I don't need God, you know in your heart that you do. You know in your heart that you need to follow Christ. You know in your heart that what he's doing, he's doing for your good. You know in your heart that even though you don't understand everything about it, that he wants to bring you out of that bondage you're in and he doesn't ever want you to go back. He wants to deliver you today. If you're here this, tonight and you need the Lord, as we stand and we sing a verse or two of a song, I'm going to give you an invitation to get right with God. Now, I'm not the mediator. I'm just the one that, that gets the opportunity to give you an invitation. But there is one that will intercede for you tonight. There's one that will hear your cry. He'll hear your heart if you have a need of God. He'll help you. As we sing, if you're here and need the Lord, would you come and pray?